0: Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and welcome to Queer Stories, the podcast for the LGBTQI storytelling night I host and program. Queer Stories events happen regularly in Sydney, Brisbane and Melbourne and I'm also now hosting them in regional towns. If you enjoy these stories please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and consider buying a copy of the Queer Stories book, a collection of 26 of the stories edited by me and published by Hachette. I'm really proud of this collection and I hope you enjoy it too. This week, Lisa Skye is Melbourne's favourite Sparkle Puppy Muppet dominatrix comedian. Her words, not mine. Her uniquely positive and inclusive humour and her glitter bomb high energy delivery have made her a favourite on the international arts festival circuit. She really is a treasure. We often find ourselves at fringe festivals at the same time and you can count on her to A, be really friendly and helpful all the time and B, weird out some of the straight people by offering shibari workshops in the fringe artist networking groups. It's the best. (laughs) Without any further ado, Lisa Skye.
1: All the time. Okay, not always like I'm cosplaying a slutty licorice all sort, but some variant of a lot. Motorhead is my main aesthetic inspiration. Everything louder than everything else. I have two speeds high drag or full potato. You're welcome. I like to call myself a gradient femme. You know, oh, look at the hair, the face, the outfit. Oh, oh God,
0: don't look at the shoes. (laughs) Oh,
1: oh, oh. The ugly black lace-ups housing my orthotics and my little hooves. (laughs) The medical shoes. (laughs) Gradient femme. The natural fibres and the refusal of heels, comfort femme. (laughs) When I was nine, I was asked to be the flower girl at my cousin's wedding. Um, Well, my dad's cousin's kid's wedding, which in Greek, cousin. (laughs) The next morning my mum told me, okay darling, we both need to lose weight for the wedding. I'm talking starvation diet, don't tell your father. I thought it was a cool grown-up secret instead of, oh, I wonder how much disordered eating this will lead to in my adult life. (laughs) Probably a lot. The starvation diet idea didn't take. Of course it didn't. My parents are wog stoners. You know what beats starvation? Bread. (laughs) With pasta. And potatoes. And more bread, but in a different shape. I was a little fat kid. I grew up in the 90s. Oh, the 90s. <laughs> Doogie Hauser MD, fool's cap paper, the 90s. <laughs> Back then we had Kate Moss as the door bitch to being pretty. She was the door bitch to the pretty club. She is smoking hot, obviously. We all know this, but you know what? So is a fat chick in a crop top in a mini rocking thighs that can destroy worlds. Woo indeed, woo indeed. Throughout my childhood and my adolescence, I was told both directly and indirectly that I wasn't allowed to be the pretty one. I wasn't allowed to be hot, why? Because fat. Beauty is delicate, beauty is waif, beauty is ah, not oh. I was the boy in all the school plays. Traditional femininity wasn't available to me and not just because Miss Shop and Sports Girl didn't carry my size, fuck them. <laughs> but because as a fat kid, I couldn't be pretty. The closest I could hope for was invisible, which sadly is what I was. But the artistic expression that feminists could provide called to me. How fun does shadow look? The role of feminist tonight is played by a budget impression of Bella Lugosi. So I snuck through fem via the hyper-exaggerated, glitter encrusted back door of drag queen, and it stuck. I like it. This is this is what I find beautiful. This aesthetic, this this dumpling dipped in rainbow barbed wire, like like Zac Galifianakis fucked a pixie, like. Like a pot plant and divine had sex on a disco ball and birthed a floor pill. Yes. So I identify as a drag queen. I create my look. This, this skull fucked by a rainbow look is a form of artistic expression. It's my joy leaking out of my face. My friends and lovers, they get this. Other people haven't been as chill. I have, I have a comedian colleague who tells me, oh... You would look so pretty without makeup. You don't even need makeup. Guess what? No one needs makeup. Last time I checked, lip gloss didn't contain insulin. No makeup is great, but so is creating your look every day with paint and sweat and fingers. Well, brushes, I'm not a fucking savage. It's humbling, you know, it gives your aesthetics merit. It wasn't luck of the genetics draw. You made this happen. It was hewn by your own hands. I'm not sure if I'm using the word hewn right there. (laughs)
0: Hewn.
1: I was assigned female at birth, uh, but I have a weird mismatch of gender identity and dysphoria. I'm not cisgendered, though notwithstanding my forever phantom cock syndrome, I'm not trans either. And wow, do people hate a grey area. (laughs) They see femme and AFAB and misread it as cisgendered, which I get, but it fucking sucks. Our time is an exciting one. The AFAB drag queen is on the rise. Though there's a backlash. I have actual cisgendered women mates who've been told that they're not allowed to be a drag queen because they're women. Men telling women that they can't dress in, quote, women's clothes is the mansiest thing that ever manned. (laughs) Yes. Yes, into the sea with them, or at least into a re-education pit. No one has dared pull that shit on me yet. People can sense it. I'm a barky little unit, just go on then. It's inevitable though, it's gonna happen. You can't be a drag queen, you're not a man. I'm waiting for the day that I have to point out that most cis male drag queens use my day wear as stage wear. (laughs) Seriously, you show me three drag queens, I'll show you two pieces I wore on a weekday morning this month and my driving sunglasses. (laughs) Oh yeah. You got those frames at a discount party supply store in the outer northern suburbs. The same pairs in my glove box but in orange. I see you. <laughs> Somewhat unrelated, I'm a toppy little bastard. I used to think that I was a switch in BDSM uh, sense of the word until a partner pointed out that no, I'm never submissive. It's sometimes I just get greedy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a rare breed, the fem top. Ooh. When given clear boundaries, good communication, and consent, I'm heaps sadistic, which might not make sense to you because I've built my whole life around making people happy. It's my livelihood. I'm a comedian. I love giving people happiness, but this is a different manifestation of it, the the pleasure of sensation, the elation of catharsis, whatever. So I love providing joy, especially if that joy is making someone ugly cry from pain. (laughs) (sighs) that. My play has a nurturing caring edge to it. I'm not, I'm not great with humiliation. Maybe it's because it feels too much like work. You know, I deal with hecklers in my job. I don't want to do that shit at home. You know, I will if you heaps into it, but eh. it's the same with self-identifying BDSM submissive brats. There's a place for them. They make so many people very happy, but for me they just seem like hecklers except now in my fuck time. I don't want my playtime to remind me of shitty gigs I've done in Edinburgh at 1am. <laughs> That's why I don't fuck box parties anymore usually. <laughs> you know the guy uh, you call when it's 4am on a Tuesday and you need like custard and a corkscrew and a referral to an excellent handjob specialist? I'm that guy. <laughs> you can rely on me for the hookups. I'm also the guy who tailors everyone's experiences, so it's a nice, even, good time without the scary bits at those marathon, not sprint, three-day parties. (laughs) Because of this and so much more shifty, hedonistic nonsense, ages ago, some friends started calling me Party Dad and it was so accurate for so many reasons. I've never been paternal, but I've often felt paternal to my contemporaries. So when I first heard the term Femme Daddy... It was like a puppy barking it in rainbow lights. Just, yes, that's the thing I am. It's that thing, yes, that is good, that, good yes. (laughs) Daddy, it just works. I'm irredeemably femme, but mummy doesn't feel right. Being called daddy fills me with pride or a boner. (laughs) Depending on the context. It's who I am, fem daddy. To me, it's the best of two worlds and I just feel so happy to be able to articulate at least a tiny bit of the ever-changing, murky mass of contradictions that is my identity. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. Please rate and review the Queer Stories podcast to boost my ego and help spread the word. For tickets and dates, follow Queer Stories on Facebook. And for late-night rants and photos of my dog, Frank, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter. For discount tickets to my shows, as well as other perks, become a supporter of my work on Patreon for as little as $4 a month. Details on MaeveMarsden.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.